What's up, everybody? This is Tanner from TamanBaseballFan.com. Uh, Y'all, it is freezing out. I don't even know why I'm out walking right now. Uh, <laughs> if I wanted to get a couple miles in and get a, a reason to kind of uh, drop an episode here for you, um, this is the first time you can see your breath when you're breathing, like since probably last February or March. Kind of exciting for me. So uh, I love this stuff. But anyways, so uh, yeah, I wanted to talk about becoming an ambassador of our hobby. Uh, it's very important, especially, and I think I've talked about this on my YouTube channel or, uh, maybe on my podcast, but, um, there are a lot of people that, uh, in this hobby that are newcomers in the past year, year and a half. Um, and a lot of people are being met with, uh, uh, some less than savory characters. Um, I'm not just saying, uh, from a, uh, rip-off perspective because admittedly some of the newcomers are rip-off artists themselves um, but there's a lot of people that are, that are good at this I almost tripped uh, but anyway, there's a lot of people that are uh, that are really good people that are coming into the hobby yet they're still being met with a, a lot of rudeness and uh, sarcasm and uh, the problem is there's a lot of people there's no shortage of people out there that like to uh, uh, really kind of make fun of those that may not know a whole lot about the hobby or ask uh, very basic questions uh, and just to just to make themselves look good or make other people laugh and uh, that sort of thing in fact I think there's a number of prominent people out there or you know semi-prominent people at least the people that a lot of folks in the hobby know uh, that kind of make have made their name on being jerks, you know, on just being idiots to call out people for the sake of calling out people so they can look at them. Um, I mean, yeah, it gets views. It gets an audience. It gets people to, uh, uh, other ugly people to laugh at and, uh, and all that sort of thing. And, and Hey, if you want to grow an audience, that's probably one of the quickest way to ways to do is to be, uh, controversial and to, um, you know, be ugly about people and, and that sort of thing. And it's really unfortunate because, uh, you know, look, you, in this life, guys, you're only given one name. And, you know, so you might not be able to get all the millions of views that a lot of these other guys are if they're being controversial or just being really rude and ugly to others, uh, to other people. Uh, but trust me, it's not worth it. It's just not worth it. Um, I truly hope that we can all be uh, kind to each other. And I'm not just, you know, this isn't like a, you know, uh, podcast that's just talking about, oh, just be nice, just be nice. I, I'm talking about go further and be helpful. Um, I'm going to give you a couple do's and a couple don'ts of what I've experienced over the past, well, couple decades, several decades, I guess. I haven't been around for that long, um, but <laughs> ever since I was a kid. But I'm going to start off with the don'ts. Uh, there are three examples that come to my mind uh, pretty quickly. Uh, the first one is uh, on Facebook groups, you'll see a lot of this. You'll see a lot of newcomers come in and they'll say, Hey, how much is this uh, 1986 Donner's Diamond King's Mike Greenwell? I don't even know if there's any seven Donner's uh, Diamond King's Mike Greenwell, but you get the picture. Yeah, a card that's not really worth much. And there'll be some people that are like, you idiot, why don't you look it up? Learn how to look it up. 
uh, check it on eBay. And so a lot of these people are like, man, I thought I had a cool card and I have about 30 people that are laughing at me for this. So uh, that does not bode well. It's not a good look for our hobby. And uh, so my suggestion would definitely uh, be to be helpful, um, you know, for sure. And to tell them, hey, don't look, number one, don't look at the eBay uh, listings that are for sale because you can, anybody, like I can go up there right now and I can post up and, $87 time Kings Mike Greenwell uh, for sale for $500. Doesn't mean it's worth $500. Um, so that's very misleading, especially in today's day and age where it seems like everybody and their brother is trying to capitalize on quote unquote errors. Like, oh, there's a dot in a different place on this card. And I get it. Like, if you're a player collector, you want to get all the different variations. Nothing wrong with that. Um, <laughs> but man, there's some people that are trying to. Uh, get a hundred, two hundred dollars off these cards that are really nothing, um, in hopes of duping someone. So, uh, seems like they're trying to dupe someone, anyways. Um, but you know, the best thing to do is to tell them, you know, hey, go to 130pt.com, uh, and check the sales records like what cards have actually sold for, not what people are trying to sell them for. Um, so that's kind of my advice to you to tell others that are asking you. Um, they're going to ask, might as well be kind, might as well be helpful. Um, and the next thing I was thinking of was, this is kind of something that's in the, in the transformer universe. So, uh, I've been enjoying this one guy's, uh, reviews for a couple uh, years now, just trying to get a feel for some transformers and everything. And, uh, I was like, oh, neat. He's got a, uh, and he's got like half a million followers, uh, on YouTube. Uh, subscribers and so I thought you know hey it'd be pretty neat to uh, uh, reach out to him on Twitter and ask him like what his best pieces are because he's sponsored by uh, uh, excuse me by a um, uh, toy store or something like that so uh, I wrote him and I said hey man I love your your videos um, I know you probably can't say that you know a lot of the, the stuff that you review uh, you know, sucks or not, you know, but, uh, cause I think you're, you know, sponsored by one of the toy stores or whatever. So I get it completely. Um, but you know, I, I, I would love to hear what some of your favorite pieces are, uh, so I can look into them and I got a response. And by the way, let me tell you, you guys, like this guy is like phenomenal on YouTube. Like I love watching his, his videos and he's always upbeat and he's engaging and just great. Well, he didn't take too kindly to my message. <laughs> he wrote back and he just uh, said, uh, I can say uh, I'm not paid off by anyone. I can say whatever sucks, whatever I want. And uh, I'm like, oh, okay. Well, it kind of knocked me back on my heels for a second. Wasn't expecting that. And <laughs> I was like, oh, no, man, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it like that. I was literally uh, saying, you know, the reason why I'm messaging, messaging you privately here is I kind of want to get a feel for what some of your favorite pieces are. He goes, well, and I said, I'm sorry it sounded like that. He goes, yeah, that is what it sounded like. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so like this, the super nice guy publicly to all these people, he gets tons of views on everything. Uh, it was just like a massive jerk to me, uh, to begin with. And, uh, and so I asked him a couple of things. I was like, well, yeah, it'd be kind of nice if you did a, uh, um, 
maybe a top 10 or something. Again, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to you know, step on your toes or anything like that. I truly didn't mean anything about it. And but anyways, I'd love to see like a top 10 at some point or wherever he goes, yeah, I don't see any value in that. That's boring sounding to me. Like, okay. <laughs> so I was like, okay, good talk, take care. <laughs> and I was thinking, man, that is definitely not the way to be an ambassador of your hobby. Uh, you know, <laughs> and let me say this right now. If I have sounded like I was short to anybody out there <laughs> that's reached out to me privately, I apologize. Um, maybe this guy was just a, maybe he's just a tr truly a butthead in real life. I don't know. Uh, he came across like that. Uh, but, you know, I apologize if I've come across like that to anybody out there, if I've ever been short with anyone. Um, definitely not my intent. You know, a lot of times I've got a lot of things going on. And so I'm trying to respond or interact with several people at one time, but uh, I will, I will try my hardest to give a thoughtful response or answer. Uh, anytime somebody asks me any questions, I've uh, got, you know, in the past day or so, I've gotten uh, three uh, cold questions from people that I don't even that have no clue who they are, uh, reached out to me asking questions about cards and uh, yeah, I'm happy to help. Uh, you know, I uh, like talking cards and, you know, I like being able to help people out whenever I can. Um, but uh, I, so I just don't understand the rudeness, like why somebody would be, want to be so wildly rude like that. Um, but another thing is on top of that, uh, this is the other don't, uh, this is, we're going to go way back in the archives at a card show about, I don't know, six, seven years ago. Uh, I was at the card show. It's one of the rare appearances that, uh, my wife, Holly and Atticus came with me to go. And, uh, there's this, uh, uh, he's kind of a, he's, he's a, uh, card show. Uh, he's a dealer and he sets up a TriStar. He at least used to set up at every TriStar show. And <laughs> I don't remember his name off the top of my head. I wouldn't call him out uh, right now like this anyways. But uh, um, but uh, I remember I was looking at some cards and he was a table over and Holly and Atticus, and remember Atticus was probably 12 years old at this point. And so they were looking at some things over there at his table. And I had a few interactions with him before in you know, previous years. And uh, so he starts, uh, uh, or I start looking at some cards. And so I think, if I remember correctly, Holly came over and uh, she said, wow, that guy was a massive jerk. You know, what happened? And uh, she said, uh, um, I don't even remember exactly what all happened. I remember I went over there. That's right, I went over there uh, to see what they were looking at. And Atticus was uh, asking for uh, some Star Wars cards. And I think he was asking if he'd take 50 cents off or a dollar off or something. I mean, he didn't have any money to do anything really. And uh, so I said, I encouraged Atticus. I said, hey, go to the dealer, ask him if he'd you know, take 50 cents less or whatever it was. And so Atticus being very timid back then, a little timid 12 year old, uh, excuse me, sir, um, will, you, uh, will you take 50 cents less? And he goes, no, stop bugging me. And I go, excuse me? He said, I said, stop bugging me. I go, okay, all right, Holly and X, come on, let's go. So, <laughs> so I took them off to the side and I was just kind of like perplexed. How on earth could somebody do that to some customers? And so I told them, uh, I'm gonna talk to this guy uh, straight up one-on-one -on -one here. And Holly's like, no, don't do that. It's like, yes, <laughs> this guy's being an idiot. I'm gonna talk to him. So. I said, uh, went over to him and said, hey, you know, listen, I don't know if you're having a bad day or not, but what was that about? He goes, 
your wife and your son are taking up space uh, from other paying customers. Like nobody else is around here. And uh, my son asked me for 50 cents off of one of your uh, cards. And keep in mind, this is a dealer that was there like every year. And <laughs> and uh, he started uh, telling me like right to my face, like, uh, you know, well, uh, I see how you're parenting him and all that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I was, needless to say, I was furious at him uh, whenever he started saying this. But thinking back now, it's just, uh, it's kind of funny just uh uh, just how he really kind of handled the whole thing. I still am, you know, jaw dropped, you know, kind of how, how I felt like, uh, you know, somebody would actually say this to my face um, when I'm standing there right in front of him. <laughs> but uh, in any event, he, uh, he clearly was having a, uh, a rough time in life or something like that. I don't think that there's uh, too many people that would be that foolish to, uh, to behave that way, especially a grown man, but you know, he, he couldn't control himself. And, uh, and so, you know, clearly that's, that's going to be something that ends up hurting him in, in the long run that, uh, if it hasn't already, because, uh, word's going to get out that he's, you know, not the greatest of the guys, you know, to deal with. And, uh, so anyways, uh, <laughs> so th those are some don'ts. Those are definitely some, uh, some behaviors that you do not want to engage in. Uh, especially if you're uh, in this hobby here. So uh, let me talk about some do's. Uh, I've had my share of uh, negative uh, uh, interactions, as you could tell, um, with other people in this hobby. But I am thankful that I've had way more positives. And the positives have uh, started all the way at the beginning. Um, at the at the very beginning of my uh, collecting journey when I was like eight or nine years old, and uh, that started with me going to this baseball card shop that I was just in love with. Um, it was called the Bullpen, and uh, I remember uh, <laughs> I used to call that place every day. Uh, <laughs> and uh, my mom would be would say, you know, hey Tanner, you can only call once a day, you know. <laughs> which I thought would be insane. I wouldn't let my kid uh, call any place once a day. I'd say, you know, maybe once a week or something. But I wanted to call that place all the time. I thought it was heaven. And so uh, I still remember how they, uh, how they answered the phone. You know, they, uh, Mike, Mike Pizan, I think, was, uh, uh, was and is the dealer. I think he's still going strong over there. Um, but uh, he would uh, pick up the phone and he'd go, the bullpen? And, uh, you know, it's a funny thing, like, this is a childhood memory, and my whole family knows exactly how Mike would pick up the phone from back then, the bullpen. And uh, it was the greatest thing ever. I was able to go over there. My mom and dad would, would uh, take me once a weekend, uh, once a week on Saturdays, Saturday morning. You know, I lived for Saturday mornings. I was super excited about it. I would walk in there. And he was like my hero, you know, like the, the, the almighty card shop dealer. And when you think about it, like he was a champ when it came to answering my questions all the time. If he was rude to me, he probably would have crushed me as an eight-year-old or a nine-year-old. That might not, not have ever been into the um, hobby like I am now. So anyways, uh, I'd walk in each, uh, each Saturday and I would just kind of, look at the glass cases and the singles that were all there knowing full well that I wasn't going to get anything in the singles, but, uh, in the cases, but, uh, you know, being excited about what's on the walls 
there would be the uh, all kinds of boxes of cards uh, of packs where the you know tongue of the boxes was uh, uh, tucked in behind the packs like they like they do and they had the price per pack and uh, you know the neon star cut out uh, poster board that has the uh, list of the star cards that were in the set so for instance uh, you know if it would be a7 Donruss you'd have something that says Bonds, McGuire, Jackson, Bonilla back then you know uh, and so uh, just a just a great great uh, memory and uh, <laughs> and uh, so one thing that was kind of fun I was just telling uh, somebody about this the other day uh, and uh, <laughs> I was uh, back then I was probably a solid C student um, in school I didn't really get to terribly good grades well mom and dad said hey Tanner um, if there were eight classes that I would take said uh, if you get an A in any class we'll give you ten dollars to spend on baseball cards that motivated me like nothing else could there were eight A's I got A's on uh, all right there are eight classes I got A's in every single one of them got eighty dollars at the end of semester the next semester same thing I got seven A's and one B, like in the B, I think I just missed an A, just, you know, very small, by a very small mar uh, margin. And so, so I got $75 because I got $5 per B um, on that. So, uh, and I took that money and went to the bullpen, the bullpen, and uh, I just called out all of the packs that I wanted. So excited. I wanted, uh, you know, three packs of 89 upper deck, two packs of 82 Fleer, uh, five packs of 85 tops and I just got all of these amazing packs and uh, I remember they sold them in this uh, long clear plastic bag and uh, Mike said wow man this is like Christmas huh ha 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 and I remember putting these packs in a drawer of mine and I just kind of uh uh, I don't know how you, I, they're kind of like messy. It, I, I made a mess of them like in the, uh, in a drawer. And, uh, and so they weren't like stacked or anything. And I don't know, I just got the base kick out of being able to open that drawer every now and then and say, Hey, I've got some really cool packs that I can open anytime I want. And eventually, uh, you know, the time came where I said, you know what, uh, this is a perfect time to do it. I'm going to start opening these packs. So, uh, I opened up all kinds of different packs from, you know, this, uh, this money that I got from being a straight A student all of a sudden. And, uh, I don't remember getting any good thing, uh, any good card whatsoever. I remember the anticipation, the excitement, everything around surrounding it was just amazing. And, uh, and so, you know, of course, I guess I should continue this by saying mom and dad, you know, didn't have the money to continue that, that program. <laughs> So they they, uh, they pulled the plug on that one right after the second semester, and I went back to being a C student. <laughs> and uh, they say, yeah, this is too much money, especially for, for baseball cards there. <laughs> and I do not blame them one bit because I probably, uh, I, I don't think I would have uh, would have given up uh, shooting for A's. Uh, so I would have cost them a lot of money uh, over the next several years. But um, but in any event, it was, it was a time where... Uh, the reason for me being so excited about going to the bullpen was not just the cards. It was, it was the dealer. It was the dealer who was just such a nice guy. And I remember him also like me asking him, 
because I was never, I got packs and everything, sure. I never got too terribly many singles that were uh, newer cards. What I did was I asked him if he had any vintage cards. And so he would uh, say, yeah, I sure do. And, you know, hold on a minute. And he would walk back in this magical realm that was the back office of the baseball card shop, right? And he would pull this massive, it was like a 5,000 count uh, wooden drawer is what it was, if I remember correctly. And there were just like all kinds of uh, cards from the 60s and 70s. Now keep in mind, this is probably 1990 or so, 89 or 90. So, you know, if we're, if we're looking at 1975 tops, which to me was ancient back then, uh, that's kind of like me or you looking at 2006 tops right now, <laughs> which is wild to me. Um, that's crazy to think how, cause like I really would hold these, these seventies cards and think, wow, this is really special. Uh, these are really neat cards. And I still do, by the way, I, I love, <laughs> I love cards from the sixties and seventies, but, um, which is kind of funny cause I don't have any right now. Uh, the, aside from Conseco, the newest card I have is like a 1934, uh, Gaudi. But, um, but anyways, I remember as a nine, 10 year old going through these cards that were of the in the 60s or 70s and just loving them and just feeling like I had something special and uh, you know pulling out a few commons or semi stars and asking hey how much for for these here and you know Mike probably uh, pulled in a cool five dollars each week from me because of my allowance or something I don't know um, but it was like truly truly a magical time for me uh, there were other baseball card shops in the um, in the area this is Fresno, California, remember, uh, late 80s, early 90s. And, uh, you know, it was just uh, uh, America, anywhere in America was really a hotbed for baseball card shops at this point. So there was Massetti's also, there was Baseball Heaven. Um, there was, uh, I don't remember, uh, uh, Baseball Greats, I think was Ronnie's uh, shop. So we would go to a number of these shops every now and then, but the bullpen was the staple, the bullpen. Um, and it was just a, a great, great, great time. Uh, man, I loved going to all these places. And, uh, and so we moved to uh, Kansas a little bit after that. And we stayed there and we lived in a, a town that's like a population of like 200. Um, and guess what? There are no baseball card shops there. And this is 1992. So kind of I became the de facto dealer as a 12 year old. And you know, got all the kids really super hyped about baseball cards and so I, I uh, bought, sold and traded with them. I made a good amount of money. Um, the neighborhood entrepreneur there, well known, uh, he was the, uh, the lawnmower guy uh, kid, he was high schooler and uh, you know, he had been mowing people's lawns forever and you get the sense that you, know, you don't want to mow lawns and uh, uh, compete on his turf. <laughs> so, uh, so what I did was I, uh, uh, I sold baseball cards and I did really well in that little tiny town. Uh, there was one place that did sell cards. It was uh, Larry's barbershop. And, uh, and so Larry, like you literally would go inside this barbershop where he's cutting people's hair and you ask him if he had any baseball cards and he would say, okay, sure. And he'd pull out boxes of baseball cards. You sit there four feet away from the guy that's uh, 
that's getting a haircut and you're going through the cards and you're asking her, how much for this, how much for this, how much for this. Uh, I remember getting a 1972 top Steve Kingman rookie, if I remember correctly. I uh, don't really remember anything else uh, uh, other than I think there was a little booklet <laughs> that I thumbed through that said uh, how to become successful in life. And there was a, it was all blank pages except for like one in the middle or something like that that said get a job. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it it's kind of funny how we have these memories right that, that, that are just uh supplanted into our brains for you know one reason or another but uh anyway so after a while uh i mean we went to a few places also like uh um uh, it's, it's in the northeast area of, of kansas so you know there's uh missouri and there's nebraska right there so we go uh, a few places over there and there'd be some card shops and I think one of those places was the first place I got a T206 card, uh, but I don't really have too many memories of like the actual dealers. Um, going back to Mike, I remember uh, at the bullpen, uh, the bullpen, uh, I was really excited when uh, I came in and uh, he goes, hey Tanner. I go, oh my gosh, he knows my name. <laughs> I was really excited about that. Um, I also remember uh, 1990, 1991-ish, uh, they uh, uh, opened a, a pack of 1985 tops, and he offered uh, he offered the gum to me, and oh, I took it. I was starstruck. He, you know, my uh, my hero offered me a piece of gum from 85 tops, and I happily crunched away, you know, that then five or six year old piece of gum, and uh, <laughs> you know, just, again, like I said, really funny things that you pick up on and you remember. But all this stuff uh, kind of goes along with what I'm saying. Uh, choose kindness be consistent in being kind and uh and also be helpful uh they they were always helpful whenever i whenever i called as well and uh you know it's real nice to be able to uh have these as good memories you know because it very well could have uh could have been bad memories if uh if i ran into some people that just weren't really weren't very kind and you know that's life right i mean there's always going to be unkind people but uh <laughs> But, you know, my whole point is you don't have to be that, that person. You know, you can be a true ambassador of this hobby and it helps. It helps so many things. It doesn't just help, uh, you know, the person, it helps the hobby in general. Uh, and it's infectious. You know, it's, it's, uh, I can't say enough good things about being able to uh, help people, uh, whether that means answer their questions, help them research, uh, pricing or tell them, uh, what they need to know about a certain card that they may have uh, or, you know, anything. I mean, there's just so many ways that uh, this hobby can, uh, you know, kind of uh, have questions that are, you know, that come from them. And, and so it's, it's a good idea to be just a very helpful person in general and kind. And so anyways, those are, those are kind of my thoughts. I think that's, uh, uh, you know, this philosophy is, has uh, served me well um, and I don't think he, anybody will ever regret being kind or helpful to somebody. Um, so, you know, that's, those are kind of my thoughts. And, you know, I think I do see it as people that make fun of these people that are new, uh, or that try to make a name off of others by being unkind, uh, by, you know, being thinly veiled as somebody that's trying to raise awareness or something, you know, which is, you know, garbage. There's, they know what they're doing. Um, you know, I think it's just selfish. 
it's just truly selfish because all they want is they want to make a name for themselves. Uh, it's unfortunate, uh, but that's the root of it. The root of it is selfishness. Um, so, you know, try to try to be selfless. You know, don't be like those people. <laughs> be uh, be a good, helpful person. Uh, so, anyways, yeah, I welcome your your comments and questions as always. Um, I am uh, on Twitter at TanManBBFan. I am on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash TanManBaseballFan. And all these links, by the way, are you know, on my website, TanManBaseballFan.com. So, uh, anyways, thanks you guys always for listening, and I hope you all have a great rest of the day.